Hey everyone, Adrian Everhart. I'm so excited to bring you this new format in my podcast. I want to really be able to share your questions and offer support, advice, and feminine energy, common sense, feel good vibes your way. And I'm especially excited to kick this off with my question from Jean. It's about an unwanted pregnancy, a man that is really not available, and what she should do going forward. Hi, everyone. This is Adrienne Everhart. If you're enjoying my podcast and also enjoy my YouTube channel, I suggest you go a little bit deeper into one of my self-study programs. I recommend everyone start with my ebook, 500 Ways to Talk to a Man. It also comes with a two-day video class. This ebook has transformed the lives of so many women because I help you get aligned with your natural feminine energy and learn to speak and phrase your words in a way that really connects to a man's heart instead of challenging him with masculine energy. I can teach you so much more in my self-study programs. I have something for every topic that you may be interested in. And of course, New Man Manifesto, which is a 12-week manifesting course. It comes with homework and lots of extras. So head on over to my website, everheartcoaching.com to learn more. Hi, Adrian. This is Jean. Um, thank you for your programs. I really, really appreciate them and I love them. <laughs> and they helped me so much in the past. And um, anyway, I didn't get it to send this man away. <laughs> I always let him back into my life, into my bed. And uh, now I'm pregnant. <laughs> and... Um, he doesn't want the child and he doesn't want a relationship. Even I don't want a relationship with him as the way he is. Um, and now I found out that he has a girlfriend who is married with another man. And um, he doesn't talk to me anymore. And I don't really know what to do. I know. Yeah. No, I don't know what to do. So maybe you have some ideas about my situation. Thank you. Are you tired of feeling misunderstood, ignored, or frustrated by the men in your life? Do you wish you knew how to communicate with them in a way that makes them listen, respect, and adore you? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to check out my ebook, 500 Ways to Talk to a Man. This ebook is a comprehensive guide to help you master the art of feminine communication and get what you want from any man in an authentic, warm, loving, caring way. Whether you're single, dating, or in a relationship, this ebook teaches you how to express your feelings, needs, and desires in a way that makes him want to please you and commit to you. You'll learn how to avoid common mistakes that push men away how to use your voice and body language to attract and keep attention, and how to handle conflict and disagreements without losing his respect, and much, much more. Plus, you'll get access to my two-day video class that teaches you a lot of body postures and poses that you can use in a lot of different situations, so you'll never run out of the right words to say. 
500 Ways to Talk to a Man is the ultimate resource for any woman who wants to improve her communication skills and create a deeper connection with the man in her life. Don't miss this opportunity to transform your love life and get my ebook today. Go to www.everheartcoaching.com and get your copy. The link is below in the description. My heart really goes out to Jean because I can hear in her voice that she really doesn't know what to do in this moment. Now, in this podcast, I'm going to talk a little bit about making big decisions for yourself wherever you may find yourself in life. And then also how to set boundaries with yourself and with others. Now, in Jean's comment, she mentions how she got my programs after these things had happened with a man. And I hear that quite a bit. I hear that you're going through a crisis and then you find me. Then you find my programs and you start getting solutions. So I want you to first understand that if you're in that situation and you feel like, you know, maybe it's too late for me. I've discovered Adrian and I've already done or said the wrong things or I become involved with a man who really isn't available for me. And I kept hoping he would change. So wherever you're at, I want you to know that the man in front of you right now, he is here just for practice. He is here to teach you something. He has led you to me. And in a way, this man, even if things don't work out, he's leading you across your bridge He's leading you further in your path of life because across that bridge is your happily ever after. And the process is walking across the bridge. And walking across the bridge, you might trip and fall down. You might get stuck. You might sit down and cry for days on your bridge. You might decide to have a child on your bridge. But wherever You are on your bridge and a man is there or not there, you are still making progress across your bridge. And life is about crossing these bridges. We're always trying to get from one place to the next place, whether it's your career, your degree, education, a new job, weight loss, quitting a bad habit finding a loving, long-lasting relationship, you're always in process of crossing these bridges to reach that destination. So I want to dive right in. And again, my heart goes out to Eugene. But I want to talk a little bit about my experience with my decision to become a parent or not become a parent. I do not have any children currently. (laughs) And I say currently because I'm still not sure. Some people are born knowing they want to be parents. And then there are people like me (laughs) who are not sure. And a time or two, I came close and it didn't work out. And I just felt like I'm just going to let things unfold. And I don't really think that was the right energy to have with that. 
but it was the energy of a person in fight or flight, which is, I have no power. I have no control over this. I'm just going to, I'm a victim. I'm just going to let the world take it or leave it with me. Instead of really taking some time to find out what it is I wanted. So I want to tell you some great things about having a child. When you have a child, you might be thinking of the economic hardship, of the stress, of the commitment, of how you really get another life. Your life before that child is gone. Your life after the child, something completely different, but also equally wonderful and fantastic. I first realized how much I wanted a child and family when Jeff and I broke up the very first time. And I was left alone at the beach and I saw all of these families and all of these moms playing in the sand with their children. And I wanted that happiness. That was a different type of happiness than I had had before. So I want you to understand when you have a child, yes, it is all those difficult, hard things, but you have a friend. You have family with you. You're not alone because you have created a little family. Now I'm not saying, hey, go get kids so you're not lonely. I want you to manage loneliness for what it is. But understand when you have children, you create a family, even if a man is not there with you. I have had many women come my way and decide to keep a child or not keep a child based on what the man did or did not do. And I want you to make this decision totally for yourself. But before you do, I want you to face your feelings. Really understand that part of this is feeling horrified, (laughs) very scared, and part of it will be joyous. And if you're in fight or flight like I was, it might take a while to get to this new place of feeling powerful and wonderful in your body and as a creator. Another thing I'd love for you to do is just seek out people who can support you. So I never really felt like I was in a position to get a lot of support, especially when I was younger. So having a child in my 20s just didn't seem possible for me. I didn't feel very supported in my personal life. And I didn't feel like I would have support. I felt like I would be shamed or something like that if I had had a child out of wedlock. But for you, I hope things are a little different. Even if it's just one or two friends that you're just so-so about. (laughs) It is amazing how a child will bring people closer to you. There are people out there who would love to be in your support network. Who might not feel so close right now, but... With enough time and commitment in your in fostering these relationships, they can grow into beautiful experiences, whether that's with a church, people in your neighborhood, friends, family. The next thing I want you to think about, of course, is money. A child is going to cost money. There's going to be expenses, medical bills. And make sure that you 
have access to some sort of finances in case of emergencies or that you have goals in your life that are going to help you get to a better place, that you're not just going to have a child and go, that's it, my life's over, I'm a full-time mom, I'm never going to make a lot of money, and I'm only going to make a lot of money if I find a, a man to marry me. That is not true, especially in this day of, you know, websites, podcasts, online classes, and things like this. There are so many ways and outlets for a woman to have a career and really use her talents and her strengths to shine. So I just want you to make sure you understand your finances, know what you're getting into. I've never heard of anyone, even the wealthiest person I know, when they were expecting a child, that they were not worried about money. So it is everyone who is worried about finances with children, but people make it happen. People make it happen and you can too. Don't let fear of income or fear of lack of support stop you from having a child and your very own best friend. Because I'm getting to my next point, and that is your fertility. We don't talk a lot about fertility, but it's something that's very near and dear to me that women uh, come to me of a certain age and they are in make it or break it time. (laughs) They are in this age of fertility where it's go time and they've perhaps never been married before and they're now considering having a child either on their own and if the guy is going to find them, the guy is going to find them, which I think is perfectly okay to do. Or they have not frozen eggs and they feel it's just too costly, too expensive. So I want you to research these topics because there are ways to do this. In vitro fertilization is expensive. But there are also some exchange programs. There are other options for egg donors. There are a lot of ways you can do this. And I want you to just consider some of them and research them. And if you are pregnant and you're healthy and you're at a good age and you know you want to have a kid, (laughs) go for it because the clock is ticking. Most women I know who are getting close to 40 of my clients have a difficult time getting pregnant. But this doesn't mean it isn't possible. So infertility is around the corner for a lot of us and consider that because once it's over, it's over. You can't get an egg implanted in you that was someone else's egg, an egg donor, but still these are huge expensive things to get done. I just want to be upfront about that. So my advice to you, my dear friend, is I want you to search your soul through these questions about this child. You have created this being that is inside of your body and there's a lot of potential there and you definitely sound like a warm and loving person. And don't make this decision about the man. This guy sounds like he has a lot of problems. (laughs) Um, He's already telling you he doesn't want to be with you. You've got to accept his no. He's already telling you he doesn't want a child. You've got to accept his no. In fact, 
He's now with a woman who is committed to another person. You have got to raise your bar on the quality of man you're attracting to yourself. There is something about you that is attracted to or attracting men that don't want to commit and that don't see you as a valuable woman to have in their life and they're willing to just have you very temporarily. So there's something about you and you have got to search yourself and ask yourself, what is the payoff to finding men who really don't want me? What is the payoff to attracting these men who are going to reject me? What is the payoff to not really knowing how to date? And by not really knowing how to date, I mean having boundaries, having boundaries for yourself so that when you're out there in the dating world, you know when you're with a time waster and you know when you're with a high quality man who's moving towards you and pursuing you and wanting to commit with you. You can tell the difference. So I want you to ask these questions. What is the payoff? Because I think you're going to dig deep into what it is about you and your personality and the thoughts you're thinking about yourself and the energy that you're putting out there that's attracting and drawing forth a man like this. I do believe you can have a beautiful child and still attract a wonderful, amazing man. They're out there. Sometimes you might have a collective family. I mean, it happens all the time. But I want you to get really, really clear on what it is you desire in a loving, long-lasting relationship that leads to marriage. I know you have New Man Manifesto. That is a great program for getting very clear and very specific about what it is you want in a partnership. So let's talk a little bit about setting boundaries. Boundaries are not about preferences. Preferences are things that you would prefer happen or not happen. Boundaries are about your emotional, physical, mental, spiritual, your personal well-being. If a man doesn't open a door for you, that is not a boundary. That's a preference. I would prefer you open a door for me. If a man calls you uh, honey or babe, and you can't stand names like that, that's not a boundary. That's a preference. So preferences kind of irritate you when they happen. You know, I would prefer my husband comb his hair just a couple minutes longer before we leave the house. <laughs> and it irritates me when he doesn't. A boundary would be, I'm not going out with you tonight if you don't really comb and wash your hair. <laughs> that would be a boundary. So I'm going to share a few more of you, those with you. A lot of you know my husband is a former musician in the music world. He wears his hair a certain way. <laughs> it doesn't always suit what I wish he would be doing with it. But that's a preference. A boundary is I will not, I cannot, I won't. So let's talk a little bit about dating and setting boundaries. A lot of times you're reaching that third date. You're getting a little worried. Are we going to get intimate? I don't know this guy very well. And 
You might be scared to even get to a third date with a man that you're not totally sure about. Let me make this clear. You should not totally be sure about a man at the third date. At the first date, you can't tell if this is someone you want to spend the rest of your life with. You might think you already know, I don't want to spend the rest of my life with this person, but he's here for your practice. And I really encourage that you use these wonderful men that are finding their way to you. Just practice with them for three dates. You will learn so much about communicating, expressing boundaries, showing up in your feminine energy. But let's say by the third date, you're getting a little nervous about him expecting you to be intimate. So that's a fear. It's a very normal one to be apprehensive about this. But I don't want it to, to stop you from experiencing growth and having conversations with someone. So a boundary might sound like this. I feel good dating you, but I'm not ready to be intimate. That's a boundary. I feel good dating you. I'm not ready to be intimate. It's that easy. We talked a little bit about if a man doesn't open doors for you or he has a pet name. You can let him know, oh, it's so sweet you have me this pet name, but I feel a little weird being called babe. Now, I don't recommend doing this until you're somewhere past date three or five. And this is because this man is getting to know you. He's coming to you with his best A game. And he may have no game at all. So you're just getting to know each other. Don't have expectations of perfection for this man to know exactly how to speak to you, exactly how to talk to you, have all of his mannerisms in alignment with your values. It's not going to happen. You're going to continually be let down in the dating world. So after third or fourth date, you talk about whatever it is. Maybe he's chronically late. You can say, hey, I've noticed a few times you're late and I'm not a stickler about time, but I just need to know, like, is this your personality? Are you just one of these people that's always late or is, have you just been late, you know, by accident in the past few times. So that would be a preference chat. And a boundary chat would be, I would love to meet you at the movies. You know, and then if he's not there on time, you can let him know, I waited until 10 minutes after you didn't show up, I'm leaving. That's a boundary. This is what I will or will not do in this process. That's maybe not the best example, but it's a good way to look at how you can use your boundary statements, feeling statements, and draw that line in the sand. Now, here's another important one, and that's if your partner drinks excessively. You can have the boundary, if you drink tonight, me and the kids are going to go to my mother's house. If you drink more than three drinks, I will not be getting in the car with you. Those are boundaries. You can't control that he's drinking. You can say, oh, honey, I really, I really wish you wouldn't drink. Is there something we can do? Is there some way I can help you to get help for this? Or, you know, is there anything we can do? You can talk about it. You can express that preference. But a boundary is letting him know about the safety and well-being 
That is your responsibility and that is your boundary. That's what you are in control of. So let's talk about boundaries for ourselves. Let's look at Jean for a second here. Let's understand the processes and the things that go into making this decision about our lives, something big about our lives, our own personal boundaries. Because when you tell people you're going to have a child out of wedlock, you may get a lot of judgment, you may get a lot of suggestions, and you might end up resenting a lot of people. (laughs) And this is where I really want you to have those boundaries for yourself. And having boundaries that you speak for yourself with in-laws, family members, these are things that you decide in advance so you can have these conversations. So if you know your parent is going to judge you or gaslight you about your decision, have a boundary in advance. I always suggest starting off with one thing positive. I know you're trying to help me. I really appreciate you trying to help Yet, I'm going to be having this child and I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to be the best mom I can. And I really would appreciate your support. And just as with anyone, you can go broken record as much as you need to, to get your point across. All right, ladies, I hope this podcast has been helpful for you. And Jean, I wish you the best. everyone. This is Adrian Everhart. If you're enjoying my podcast and also enjoy my YouTube channel, I suggest you go a little bit deeper into one of my self-study programs. I recommend everyone start with my ebook, 500 Ways to Talk to a Man. It also comes with a two-day video class. This ebook has transformed the lives of so many women because I help you get aligned with your natural feminine energy and learn to speak and phrase your words in a way that really connects to a man's heart instead of challenging him with masculine energy. I can teach you so much more in my self-study programs. I have something for every topic that you may be interested in. And of course, New Man Manifesto, which is a 12-week manifesting course. It comes with homework and lots of extras. So head on over to my website, everheartcoaching.com to learn more. Thank you.